What's up? Driving at home, episode three, featuring your boy Opinionated MJ. What's good? On the way to work. Figured I'd hit y'all with another pod right now. Um, I I usually don't dive into all of the stuff that national media is doing, but this particular topic, the Steph Curry topic, we truly might be having a, a another conversation if in June the season wraps up and Steph Curry is the MVP, the finals MVP, and has won his fourth title. I'm going to just leave that right there. But I will say this last piece. It will be a discussion about Steph Curry, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant as to who dominated over this last decade. So, and the way things are looking... (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be a real long drawn out conversation Like sort of how the GOAT conversation started for LeBron When uh, what that offseason he was talking about Jordan against Phoenix And you know Jordan didn't even take that last shot That's what sparked the, the LeBron versus Jordan debate Because I remember it, it spread like wildfire after that it's, it's like it created two different sets of uh, fan bases Two different sets of narratives And it basically you know, through LeBron into the gold conversation. Second thing I want to touch on, Daryl Morey. Morey wants more. <laughs> if he giving away Ben Simmons, he want Lillard and McCullum. Like that situation down there won't be resolved until Daryl Morey decides, you know what, I got Joel Embiid. Um, we have a really, really good team around him. And we just need to add a couple more pieces to really just make this stick and make a run in the East. Because, I mean, besides Milwaukee and and the potential of what Houston can be, uh, not Houston, Miami, with the potential of what Miami can be, um, I don't see a clear, I mean, those are the two. And I would throw Philly in that conversation if they get their roster together. Get Ben Simmons off the roster, get him on up out of there. And, uh, you know, look forward to just truly building around Joel Embiid. You know, you don't have to get a superstar back. I mean, it would be nice if you got at least a CJ McCollum back. Um, but you have to take what you could get. Especially if you could get picks for, for like the near future drafts. The next two drafts? Yeah, because Embiid's not 34 and, you know, still suffering these leg injuries. He's still in his 20s. So you got to react fast right now while the iron's still hot. Because big man with his size, generally, um, and, and with his uh, leg and knee issues, don't generally last that long. I mean, they can stay around. They can play. But they become ineffective over time. And you have to do what you got to do right now, man. Like, you're going to have to snap into LeBron mode with the, with the title chasing. Like, you know, I'm here. I'm trying to win right now. So put the roster around me, you know. And then have something else that you can uh, build on for the future, which you already have started doing with Terrence Mann. So, or no, I'm talking about Mann, uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey. So, come on now. And please don't let Seth Curry go for the life of you. Don't let him go. Dallas let him go, and they're still suffering because of it today. Um, next topic. Next topic. Calling John Wall. Calling John Wall. 
We're calling you because the kids alone can't get it done. <laughs> y'all calling John Wall back after y'all told him to sit down? Really, Mr. Fatita? It, it, was it your decision? Man, it's like Houston been a dumpster fire since uh, Stephen Silas signed on to be the head coach. And it's actually not his fault. So please don't fire him. Um, you come to a team where the players were Harden and Russ were still there saying that, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, we signed off on Silas. Oh, we got Silas? All right, we won't out. You got James Harden basically throwing the team's season. Uh, Russ got shipped out. Harden got shipped out afterwards. Yes, the Rockets drafted Jalen Green. They got Kevin Porter Jr., but they need vets. You see what happened when Chris Paul went to Phoenix. We see what happened. Uh, well, I uh, I read an article from one of my team members with the lead and um, about the Wolves and how Patrick Beverly is the engine for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, I mean, if vets make a difference... You know, we can look at the Timberwolves too right now. We can look at the Bucks that just won a championship. They ended up with PJ Tucker. Uh, and I mean I guess you could throw Bobby Portis in there. You know, it, it takes vets to win. Drew Holiday. So I'm assuming that that's why John Wall is being called on. Um, he already been working with the kids anyway. You know, I watched a few videos of him working with Jalen Green uh, some weeks ago. Uh, Because I had a discussion with my friends about John Wall And just, oh, what's his impact on the team? Like, oh, he's impacting the team He's out there still working with them He's still physically there He's still at the games Like, he's very much present So maybe it's not actually, you know, a a fully foregone thing And I'm just making it a big deal But I just thought it was interesting that, that, you know, they decided to go that way But with John Wall and Eric Gordon over there with the kids uh, Christian Wood has some experience um, That's going to translate into wins It might only be plus 2 It might be plus 5 might be plus 10 But it's going to translate into wins You know, and hopefully he can stay healthy uh, Once they do make a decision I guess they're still in a deciding phase So we don't really know uh, Unless the reports were actually final I mean, I know they it said they were discussing it But didn't have a, you know Concrete direction that they were going in So stay tuned for that and the last thing I wanted to touch on with this episode in particular, uh, something I've been thinking about, which is, when will we see the next Tim Duncan? And and I mean more than just a power forward that comes in, impacts the team, uh, you know, becomes a franchise player next to the old franchise player and uh, bring them 20 plus more years of dominance. Or, or relevancy, I should say. When will we see that? But I bog it down to the NBA and, well, the NBA body no longer goes for three- and four-year players. And I don't understand why. You know, usually those players make the quickest impact. Um, I think of Cam Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, for the Suns. I think he was a third- or fourth-year uh collegiate athlete before he declared for the draft um and there was a couple more from that draft i think the spurs might have one i'm not sure vassal is one but i just i have a higher 
level of uh, like expectation from players that have been to college for more than two years. You know, like I actually, I actually expect them to come in as soon as they're drafted and make an immediate impact. Whereas you have to teach the kids like the way your team runs, the way the system runs. You don't know if they're coachable or not. You know, and now we have the G League that's uh, taking the collegiate athletes, you know, away, period. You know, they just go straight high school. They come along. They go G League. I mean, it's still great learning because you're learning in an NBA setup, an NBA system, you know. And it, it'll carry over once they get drafted that next year. But I think uh, that's something that's that's gone now. If you think oh, uh, just over history, the athletes, the basket, basketball in particular, the athletes that actually stayed in college more than two years came to the league and had great impact. You know, and I think we need to see more of that right now. The only person in the mock draft that is over two years is Alan Flanagan. And I'm sure whoever drafts him, he will come in and immediately drop probably 15, 5, 4 assists, rookie year. If not more, depending on where he goes. But, you know, I look at certain players like one of my favorites who I wanted in Detroit. We need him. Uh, James Booknight. Shout out to Mark Schindler. (laughs) Uh, You know, they're coming in and they're sitting. Some of them are not playing at all. You know, um... Everybody was looking at uh, Kuminga and was like, well, why would the Warriors play him? It's like, well, the only way to actually get better, you actually have to play. You know, they only get experience from playing. And you bring them in that young and, and don't let them get acclimated to anything. And you sit them down like that, that it stops their growth. It stunts it a little bit, you know. It's cool to have some players that you could just bring along, but it's not cool to potentially just sack a player for three years until you think they're serviceable enough on the floor so why not just go for the athletes that you know will have an immediate impact and have the disciplines of the game and you know they you know they're coachable and they have some type of collegiate resume you know i just think that we need to put a better uh spotlight on those players we need to actually give them an applause you know because you stayed in college for this long but yeah, be on the lookout for this this uh, upcoming draft. Be on the lookout for um, the the Steph Curry conversation to continue because now everyone is kissing his feet. <laughs> All of the <laughs> national media members that used to hate him, they they are showing him the most love I've ever seen a player get probably since Kobe decided he was going to retire. So yeah, take that with a grain of salt. What's today? It's Tuesday, November 30th. Y'all take it easy out there, man. We'll get y'all another one later on.